0: This episode is made possible by Partisan. Ever wonder how CNN started out? All I know about CNN is that it's one of the biggest news networks in the US and even in the entire world. But then I found out that in the US, it's apparently been surpassed by its rival news channel Fox News. And it's not even recent since Fox News has been the most-watched cabled news channel for 18 consecutive years now. And it's even hit its highest viewer count of 2.5 million viewers per night at the end of 2019. And so I just assumed that CNN must be in second place, but apparently, it's taken by MSNBC. And I guess CNN trails both these channels, so it made me wonder, what happened to CNN, and how did it fall behind these two news networks? To understand CNN's decline, we first have to know about how it all started. And it leads us to the story of the man who founded CNN, Ted Turner. In 1962, Ted Turner's father was in the billboard advertising business. It was doing well. Too well, in fact, that Turner's father made a bit of a gamble in buying out a competitor. But unfortunately, the buyout placed the company's finances in a dire state pushing the business to the brink of bankruptcy. Apparently, Turner's father had bipolar disorder, and he struggled during this period. This failed acquisition turned out to be both figuratively and literally a deadly decision, since it led to Turner's father committing suicide. And in order to cope with this tragedy, Ted Turner devoted all his time to work. In 1963, naturally, Turner became the chairman and CEO of Turner Advertising. Luckily for him, he had a bit of experience since when his father was still around, he was managing one of the branches, which actually did pretty well. With Turner running the show, he made several pivots. From doing billboard advertising, Turner expanded to radio stations. The company started acquiring several radio stations, which eventually led to the company being renamed under Turner Communications. At this point, the company was already considered as the biggest advertising company in the Southeast US region. And in 1970, Turner acquired a TV station in Atlanta that wasn't doing too well. He funded this by selling the radio stations. He foresaw the potential of growth in the industry, and so he made his move. The TV station, which he changed the call sign to WCTG, which stands for Watch This Channel Grow, purchased rights to classic films and sitcoms, and broadcasted these. Funny thing is, the only ones that were available were the ones that the other TV networks didn't want. His TV station was a tiny player in the industry, and to get ahead, he needed to do something drastic. And being the maverick that he is, Turner gambled the future of the company on a pricey investment a satellite transmission. This was incredibly risky, but this decisively launched WTCG into the big leagues, turning his local TV station into a superstation. The superstation became the first independent cable network to use a satellite. And with this, WCTG was able to reach all 50 states, with viewers of up to 700,000 households. And within 10 years, this would balloon to over 7 million households. And WCTG is renamed as WTBS. And if that sounds familiar, that's because WTBS is the present-day TBS. Being in the broadcasting game, Ted Turner started pondering on the idea of creating an all-news network. Particularly, a news channel that went on for 24 hours. You see, during that time, news broadcasts were scheduled and people would normally wait for around 11pm to hear about the latest news, and dinners would even be planned around the schedule so that you wouldn't miss it. People didn't have the around-the-clock news we have today. And this whole idea of 24-hour news, the industry was very skeptical about it. Turner was advised not to take this direction, saying that it would definitely flop, and that there was no need for 24-hour news. and that. It couldn't be done. He was advised that it would require a staff of at least 300, an initial investment of around 20 million dollars, and several million dollars per month to operate. So Turner, being the maverick that he is, sold one of his stations to fund this and pushed through with it. It took them 4 years to develop it, but finally, on June 1st, 1980, CNN signed on the air for the first time with a telecast anchored by the husband and wife duo of Dave Walker and Lois Hart. As soon as CNN went on air, the more established and more affluent news channels ridiculed CNN, calling it the Chicken Noodle Network. Since CNN didn't have the financial resources that its more affluent rivals had. And just like every other startup, CNN struggled to build its reputation. And not only that, their promise of delivering full, continuous coverage of news was an incredibly grueling task. Since there wasn't necessarily enough news to report. So occasionally, when they didn't have enough material to report, they'd bring in commentators to give a more in-depth discussion on previously reported news. And if that didn't work, they would go live with events and just do commentary over it. And it's understandable since the team was still figuring things out themselves on how to make 24-hour news work because no other news network has done it before. CNN continued to lose money, but Turner didn't stop investing in beefing up CNN's news bureaus, which is where news channels gather and distribute news. Now here's the thing, according to a former CNN executive, him, like many of his journalist friends, dismissed the idea of CNN being successful. They still thought that news was best served at scheduled hours of the day, and he shared how Ted Turner was often the subject of ridicule in the industry. But while these guys were laughing at CNN, CNN was gradually changing how people consumed news. It was hard to notice, but the cracks started to show. When these scheduled news channels were forced to go live when events like the 1986 Challenger space shuttle explosion happened. And when those news channels reported on news, they were already hours late and the news had already been covered and broadcasted by CNN as it happened. In 1985, CNN launched CNN International, a timely move because of an upcoming global event. This would be the glaring turning point for CNN, which is the 1991 Gulf War. CNN's coverage of the war blew everyone out of the water. This marked the beginning of live broadcasts from the front lines of battle, and the bravery of CNN's teams on the field was a clear indication of the network's superiority. The network's audience grew significantly, and America started to embrace the concept of 24-hour news, and people started to want to know about live events as they happened which is what CNN delivered and what the others couldn't. Americans simply couldn't turn the news channel off. For many viewers, they'd stick with their evening news, but as soon as these segments signed off, they'd switch to CNN. By 1989, CNN International was broadcasting to the UK, Africa, Asia, and the Middle East. And CNN would become one of the biggest news networks in the entire world. So how did it get to where it is today? Today, CNN is only third in terms of viewership in the US, which is topped by Fox News and MSNBC in second. You see, CNN used to have no political bias. Its aim was to make news the star of the show. The more accurate the report, the better. And it does make sense why people would prefer this type of reporting. But now comes along Fox News. Fox News was launched in 1996, 16 years after CNN. And Fox News is the brainchild of billionaire Rupert Murdoch, who has been at odds with CNN's founder Ted Turner for several years prior. And Murdoch wanted to discredit CNN. And so Fox News was born. And it had a different approach. Fox News strength is in opinion journalism. All news channels get the same stories to report. What differentiates Fox is how they tell these stories. It had more of a talk show approach to reporting news. And if you watch Fox News, it's honestly very entertaining. And this has become a problem for CNN. Right-wing Fox News and left-wing MSNBC, both these networks are polarizing. They had hosts that didn't necessarily talk about the latest news, but about topics that they were passionate about. Topics that more often than not triggered audiences. And so gradually, CNN started to feel vanilla and boring. And because of this, Fox News has been the highest rated news channel in America since 2002. And they've been on top for 18 consecutive years now in 2020. In recent years, CNN has tried to make adjustments to their strategy. To make the channel more entertaining, CNN started introducing a series of non-fiction shows, one of which was hosted by the late celebrity chef Anthony Bourdain. CNN has also started to bring in guests that oppose their views, in order to have more entertaining debates on air, as Fox News regularly does. But sometimes, it feels a bit forced. In 2012, CNN reported its worst ratings in a decade. You see, 24-hour news was easy to copy, and that's what the other channels have done, but CNN couldn't quite crack the code that's fueling Fox News' rise. Today, CNN is still in a good position financially, being backed by the resources and reach of AT&T. It used to be under Turner Broadcasting, but then Turner merged with Time Warner in 1986. And then in 2000, AOL acquired Time Warner for $165 billion, which proved to be disastrous since it was completed just right before the dot-com bubble, which burst in 2001. Time Warner was eventually acquired by AT&T in 2016 for $108 billion. And so that's where CNN is under as of the making of this video. Despite the decline, CNN is still one of the biggest news networks in the world, with a global reach of 388 million households worldwide. And CNN's website is the number one news website with 203 million unique visitors every month in 2020. They are trailed by BBC with 185 million and the New York Times with 153 million. So yeah, you get the picture. Even though CNN hasn't been the most dominant version of itself lately, the brand is still very strong. And the network remains as one of the most influential. It's like seeing a weak superman, I mean it's still pretty powerful. Hopefully CNN takes back the top spot, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. And so that's about it guys, now you know about the brand origin story of CNN. If you prefer the video version of this episode, you can watch it on our YouTube channel and on our Facebook page. And if you enjoy this show, it would mean a lot if you can tell your friends about Brand Origins. We're also on Twitter, so you can say hi to us there as well. My name is Chris. I'll catch you again next time for another episode of Brand Origins.